Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Hangout with your boy GD. In this episode, we are finally to week 18 in the NFL. I'll recap all the games. Well, this will be part one, which includes a game that changed the whole landscape of the AFC conference. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we are now upon week 18. This is it, guys. In the immortal words of Lionel Richie, well, my friends, the time has come. Raise the roof and have some fun. So, anyhow, um, it is week 18, the last week of the NFL regular season, guys. So, we made it. We made it to the end. So, so guys... If you had teams playing in week 18, like I did, uh, didn't get the results I wanted, but, you know, a few second-place finishes, so what can you do? That's the nature of the beast, guys. So, um, yeah, again, COVID and bad performances uh, pretty much ruled me out. So, anyhow, so let's get into these games, guys. So, like I... Like I did last week, guys, we're going to divide it up eight and eight. So we'll do the first eight games, then we'll do the second. So let us get into it. And again, I'm not going to zero in on these ancillary guys. It's guys that you probably have in your championship week lineup. And you probably want to know what happened with them. So we'll break it down and talk about it. So. Starting with Saturday. Saturday, we saw the Kansas City Chiefs go to Denver in a game that pretty much, you know, they had to have. And they went to Denver and got it done. Kansas City 28, Denver 24. Let's talk about it. So, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, uh, 44 pass attempts, 27 completions. 270 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran it nine times for 54 yards, was sacked once. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he didn't have the, you know, crazy pinball-type numbers, boffo numbers that, you know, he's previously had. But, you know something? I think he's discovering he's got a defense with him that can kind of keep teams at bay. This way he's not... Having to air it out, air it out. So, um, yeah, so I think he's come to that place in his thinking. So, um, you know, this is this is a good performance. This is a good performance. This is fine for just about any other quarterback. A top five quarterback. At least you're wanting, but, you know, um, it's solid enough. So, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, move, moving on to the running game. Now there was no Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So Darrell Williams was to be the guy. Um, only seven rushes for 17 yards and he ended up leaving the game early because of a toe injury. So Darnell Williams, oh, Darrell Williams rather, um, 
Yeah, not giving you what you want, that's for sure. And then it looks like the lion's share kind of went to Jarek McKenna, who's just got back into the lineup himself. Five rushes for 26 yards, and then he had three catches for 22 yards in the touchdown. So, so it's the worst thing you could have in fantasy. A guy you started gets hurt in the game, and then you see somebody else get the work that they would have got. So... So tough break. Um, I'm one of the people who had Daryl Williams in my lineup, uh, thinking that you know he was gonna get his. Not to be so, guys. Uh, that's the way it works. In terms of the passing game, Miko Hartman for crying out loud, eight catches, 103 yards, and that was on 11 targets. Travis Kelsey with it, yeah. Uh, okay game, four catches for 37 yards in the touchdown. He was targeted five times. And then Tariq Hill with a stinker. One catch for two yards, and that was on three targets. So it looks like the lion's share of the work went to Miko Hartman for crying out loud. But the thing was, you know, you've been waiting on him, waiting on him all season, and then – and. <laughs> A championship type game here, you get this type of numbers from him, and you get these pedestrian numbers from Tariq Hill. So that's gotta leave you tearing your hair out, guys. Man, I mean, this this is not good. And then even you know Kelsey, you thought he could get some work in this, but not so. So, uh, hey, the Chiefs got the win. Uh, that's what matters. But you know, in fantasy. That that those things don't matter. We want the numbers, so that's what we want. In terms of Denver, no need to talk about Drew Locke. We're not going to even have a conversation about him. Let's talk about that running game. Melvin Gordon, uh, the third, 12 rushes, 110 yards, and a touchdown. He caught one pass for six yards on two targets. Whereas Javonta Williams, 12 rushes for him, 46 yards. Then he had two catches for 18 yards. So uh, Melvin Gordon, by the way, lost a fumble. So Melvin Gordon, giving you a good one if you got stock in him. He giving you a good one on the way out. So that's good. Javonta Williams, uh, not so much here. Um, good news for 2022. Uh, Melvin Gordon's going to be a free agent. So... Javonta Williams should have the backfield to himself, unless, of course, they bring somebody in to have a timeshare with him. Who knows? But I think all of that is contingent on the quarterback play that they end up getting. So um, I don't believe it'll be Teddy Bridgewater. I don't believe it'll be Drew Locke. I think at this point, John Elway has to wise up and say, I got to invest in me a quarterback, man. Um, I got a solid, solid enough run game. I got the receivers here. Um, I just need a quarterback. And he, of all people, should know you're not going to get too far in this league without a adequate signal caller. So um, he, he's got to know that. Anyhow, um, terms of the receivers, only one to really have a good game was Tim Patrick. Six catches for 95 yards, and that was on 10 targets. So, Tim Patrick, you know, um, he's part of the 
uh, the three-headed uh, receiver attack there. Um, you know, there's Jerry Judy. He didn't have the year everybody was hoping he would have. Uh, Noah Font, he was up and down. Cortland Sutton, up and down as well. But again, that's a byproduct of the quarterback play. So I don't fault these guys, to be honest with you. I don't. I really don't. So I think next year, if the quarterback situation is better, I will have greater stock in these guys. So until then, I can't evaluate. So um, Denver's done for the season. Oh, by the way, they fired Vic uh, Fangio. So Fangio. So the head coach is gone now. So that means you're going to need um, to bring in a guy. Probably be an offensive guy being that uh, Fangio is uh, defensive. So he'll probably be an offensive type guru. So um, keep an eye out for that. And then for the Chiefs, they, they actually play Pittsburgh. Uh, for the wild in the wild card game, so um, they'll face Pittsburgh on Sunday. So, um, for what it's worth, I'll give you next week's for the playoff teams and you know, and any other news that I've has come across the wire. So, um, anyhow, let us move on to the second game, and that was Dallas going to. Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Dallas, remember last week on on Sunday night football, they dropped a uh, 50 burger there, 56 points. Got another 50 here, 51 points. So Dallas finding their offense late in the season, man, um, and getting it done here, 51 to 26. Let's talk about those Cowboys. Dax Prescott saving his best for last. 27 passes, 21 completions, 295 yards, five touchdowns, guys, and was sacked once. So this is the type of game you want to see from a Dak Prescott. He's not throwing it uh, anything above about, I say, 30 six cat uh passes you don't want you don't want prescott getting in that kind of area so this is a very efficient game very efficient very effective so uh you'll definitely take that all day long guys so anyhow so um that's his story let's talk about the run game ezekiel elliott 18 rushes 87 yards he did have a catch for three yards on three targets. So Ezekiel Elliott kind of getting more, more work here because there was no Tony Pollard in this one. So actually Corey Clement kind of filled the Tony Pollard role. And he basically did the same thing Tony Pollard would do in this situation. Seven rushes for 58 yards, four catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. So of course your second Running back gets the touchdown, and Ezekiel Elliott uh, gets nothing. So uh, that's been par for the course pretty much the whole season. So, uh, so nothing changes here. But Ezekiel got to work. You know, it looks fine on paper. Uh, you know, it's okay. It's fine. You know, uh, what can you do, guys? So, 
that's that story. In terms of the passing game, now remember there's no Michael Gallup. He went down with a uh, with torn ACL, so he's out for the year. Uh, so you need others to step up and look like that's the case. Cedric Wilson, five catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. And he was targeted six times. So Cedric Wilson filling in for Gallup mightily and playing well. Amari Cooper, five catches, 79 yards, and that was on seven targets. C.D. Lamb, two catches for 42 yards, and that was on two targets. Dalton Schultz, three catches, 21 yards. He had two touchdowns in this one. He was targeted three times. So, guys... Not what you wanted from C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, he didn't come through for you this year, guys. Um, not not all in all. Um, you know, a lot was said that he would overtake Amari Cooper. That didn't happen, guys. It didn't happen. So, um, I don't know what to make of it from going here forwards, but... Um, might have to temper those expectations. Unless somebody moves on, I don't see... I see uh, Lamb being this volatile receiver. Where you don't know where the production's going to come. So, I think that's something you got to get used to, guys. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I think that's the way it's going to be. So, anyhow. Excuse me. All right, so let's talk about Philly. Gardner Minshew got the start. Um, 13 pass attempts, 19 completions, 186 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. <coughs> Excuse me. Five rushes for 10 yards. He was sacked three times, so. Not sure why I gave you those stats. Nobody's starting Garton Minshew in the championship week. so. Um, but he did get two touchdowns. So I guess I should just mention that and not everything else. In terms of the running attack, there was no Kenneth. Um, there was no, rather, Miles Sanders. There was no Jordan Howard. There was no Boston Skydiver. So you were down to... Kenneth Gainwell, and he he gave you a good game. 12 rushes for 78 yards and a touchdown. So, you'll definitely take that. In terms of the receivers, Quest Watkins, five catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. Devonta Smith, just three catches, 41 yards, and that was on four targets. And then remember, Dallas Goddard, had to miss this one because of uh he was on the COVID list. So yeah, so all in all for Eagles, not what you wanted, but you know, um they're actually in the playoffs, so they will face uh Tampa Bay next week. So you should have your quarterback back, Jalen Hurts, by then, I would think. So, I would say it'd, it'd probably be all hands on deck. So, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't worry about that any. 
So, um, yeah, so. Anyhow, so that is your story there. And then Dallas, they face the 49ers. Uh, we'll talk about the 49ers later. So, and then we'll talk about Tampa Bay later. So that was Saturday games. So let's move on. Let's kind of move through this quick if we can. Um, Sunday, Cleveland facing Cincinnati. Um, now in this one, let's preface this. Cincinnati played without Joe Burrow, without Joe Mixon, without T. Higgins, and without Tyler Boyd. So um, a lot of your offensive firepower on the bench. So. Cleveland gets the win, 21-16. Uh, not surprisingly, when I mentioned all those names being out. But let's talk about it. So, Case Keenum had two touchdowns in this one. Uh, so, you know, that's important for what it's worth. In terms of the run game, Nick Chubb, not what you wanted. Nine rushes for 20, 54, 58 yards. He did catch one pass for two yards. Dearness Johnson with a monster game. 25 rushes, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Now, remember, he was on COVID. Um, so they pretty much very late uh, announced that he was off the COVID list. So he, so for all intents and purposes, he wasn't supposed to play this game. And the ironic thing is I had him. I had picked him up early in the week. And I forgot I had him because he was on COVID. So I had him in the in the IR spot. If I realized he got cleared in time, I would have moved him into the lineup. So, so that's the story of my life, guys. P points wasting away on the bench or in the IR. So uh, that's how it goes. In terms of the passing game, Jarvis Landry. I, I say... No matter who's the quarterback, he's pretty much trustworthy, pretty much. And he was here. Six catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. And that was on eight targets. Donovan Peoples-Jones, three catches for uh, 38 yards on four targets. And then da David Njoku, who had the good week, I believe, last week. Only two catches for 11 yards, so. Uh, we'll find out what's happening with Baker Mayfield. Um, the front office saying they're, they're committed to him. So, um, he's got to improve. He's got to improve. Um, I understand. I get it. They, they ran Odell Beckham Jr. out of town thinking that would help. That has not helped. So, um, Baker Mayfield's going to have to put his big boy pants on next year's season if he's going to be around. So let's talk about Cincinnati. I'm not going to hawk too much. Um, it's just two people I'm going to talk about, to be honest. Um, it was supposed to be Samaji Perrine. He gave you nothing, guys. So um, Jamal Chase did play this game. Um uh, <laughs> But the thing is, did you start him even with the monster performance last week? And then knowing that there's no D Joe Burrow this week, did you start him? I would say you couldn't. That's just me. 
I understand. I get what he did last year, but he, I mean, last week, but he did that with Joe Burrow. He ain't going to do that with Brandon Allen. Are you serious? Anyhow, so just two catches for 25 yards on four targets. And then Chris Evans, uh, backup running back, who ended up getting kind of the work. Seven rushes, 35 yards, and then four catches for 24 yards in the touchdown. So, so he ended up with the touchdown, and that was on five targets. So that's enough about Cincinnati. Anyhow, next week they host the Las Vegas Raiders in what I think was – it's going to be a dangerous game for them. So, um, and that's on a Saturday. So it's a short week. Um, well, yeah, it's kind of a short week for them, but on the plus side, you know, a lot of their guys weren't playing. So, um, so it's not all that short in that respect. So anyhow, so that's the story there. And Cleveland has no off season to speak of. So, well, no, no playoffs to speak of. No postseason. That's what I mean. Moving on to Detroit. Detroit uh, hosting the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay has everything pretty much sold up. So they were pretty much playing this one out. So um, in any event, Detroit ends up winning uh, 37 to 30. Let's talk about the Lions. Jared Goff going out on a good note here. Uh, 30 pass attempts, 21 completions, 238 yards, and two touchdowns. He was sacked only once. So, And then in this game, also on a trick play, they used Tom Kennedy, the wide receiver, and he threw a 75-yard bomb to uh, Khalif Raymond uh, for the touchdown. And he also... Caught two passes for 16 yards. So, um, interesting play calls here, that's for sure. And then in the run game, um, Jamal Williams, 13 rushes, 41 yards. He caught one pass for nine yards. And then DeAndre Swift. <sighs> this guy. The seven rushes for 30 yards and a touchdown. He caught four passes for 16 yards. And he was targeted six times. So I think what Detroit needs to do in the offseason, um, they need to draft them a running back. They need somebody competent for if and when uh, Swift goes down because they were totally lost. And the thing was, Jamal Williams seemed like he got hurt the same time that Swift got hurt. So they're going to need to get them a running back and hit a young running back. So. And then in terms of the past game, Amon Ross St. Brown. This guy has probably won a lot of people their league championship. Eight catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. One rush for 12 yards. This guy here, man. And they figured it out like late in the season that this guy could play. And the thing was, in preseason, everybody was talking about him. But he didn't get any run until late. So I think they stumble onto their wide receiver here. I think this kid is for real. Um, Khalif Raymond, 
he had uh, four catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. Of course, the 75-yard bomb is what I'm talking about. So, um, I think they're okay at wide receiver. You get a you get a TJ Hawkinson back um, next season. You still have a guy like uh, hopefully Josh Reynolds, a guy who knows golf and kind of can help the young younger receivers there. I don't think Detroit is that far out of out of um, contention to be honest. They need to show up the defense, obviously, but I don't think they're as bad off as uh, some may make it seem. And then uh, the coach uh, Dan Campbell, what he ended up doing. He gets rid of the offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn. Um, so he's out. He's going to need a new offensive coordinator. So I uh, don't know what he's going to do in that regard. But um, but Denver's, I, I don't kick dirt on them just yet. Uh, I think next season they got a shot. They could show up that defense and get them a young running back. Uh, Jared Goff isn't horrible. He just needs... He needs a definitely. He's one of those guys who need run support. So um, you get him consistent run support. I think he can be a good quarterback for you. So um, he's not the type that's gonna, you know, win games with his arm. I mean, he can um, he could get the ball down the field, but I think he's not gonna be like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers type. Uh, march it down the field and get you a win. Maybe he could. I don't know, but I haven't seen it yet. So, anyhow, let's talk about um, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers played for a few series, um, 18 pass attempts, 14 completions, 138 yards, and two touchdowns. He was sacked three times. So, Aaron Rodgers played just a little bit. You kind of knew that going in, guys, so that kind of, you kind of couldn't start him knowing that. So um, you had to go to, you know, whoever was on your bench or whoever you had, you had to go with him because you knew Rodgers wasn't going to play this game. Not the full game, rather. So um, it's a tough break. So what can you do? In terms of the run game, there was no Aaron Jones, wisely so. That's the smart thing to do, especially Aaron Jones, who can easily get nicked up. So, A.J. Dillon, he got pretty much the lion's share of the carries. 14 rushes for 63 yards. And he caught one pass for four yards. Didn't get in the end zone, of course. Why? Because there's no Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones is there, he gets in the end zone. Go figure. So, um Anyhow, let's talk about the passing game. Alan Lazar has been hot. Five catches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. And the thing was, you knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be in the game full time. So you, you kind of didn't know whether to start Lazar or not. Um, but this is the performance he gives you. Go figure. And then uh, Josea. Degara, the tight end, three catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Not sure too many guys started him, but, you know, you kind of had to consider that with Aaron Rodgers being down. Oh, by the way, Jordan Love played the series as well. Uh, Well, played the rest of the game, and he threw a touchdown pass, but did throw two interceptions. So, uh, Devontae Adams, 
six catches, 55 yards on seven targets. So, and that's the thing. Did you start Devontae Adams, even knowing that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play the whole game? Man, yeah. Uh, you probably did play him. I mean, this is not great numbers. It's okay. It's fine. So, you know, hopefully you were able to overcome that. And then Marquise Valdez-Scantling gives you nothing again. <laughs> Zero catches, and he was targeted once. So, I hope, you guys, you didn't play him. Not after last week. Oh, my gosh. Anyhow, so, Packers are on the bye. And Detroit, you know, they're headed to offseason, not postseason. So, moving on, Minnesota hosting Chicago. Uh, it's funny because of the outcome for both of these teams. But anyhow, 31 to 17, the Vikings beat the Bears. Let's talk about it. Kirk Cousins, 22 pass attempts, 14 completions, 250 yards, and three touchdowns. He was sacked three times. So, Kirk Cousins giving you something here. You definitely take that. You'll take that from him, that's for sure. So, you're happy with that. <clears throat> In terms of the run game, Dalvin Cook, not the greatest of games. 14 rushes for 79 yards, and then he had one catch for three yards. So, Dalvin Cook didn't give you the type of game that he usually gives you, but, you know, eh, <laughs> this point, uh, you just throw up your hands. <laughs> In terms of the passing game, Justin Jefferson, he has produced year in and year out. Five catches for 107 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's produced big time. K.J. Osborne, only one catch for 21 yards and a touchdown. That's on four targets, so you'll take that. That's good. Well, you know, not good because it's only one catch. And then Amir Smith's Marset, who nobody started, three catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. And that was on three targets. So, you know, it is what it is, guys. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins gives you something. Dalvin Cook, not so much. And Justin Jefferson does exactly what you wanted him to do. So, in terms of Chicago, Andy Dalton. Did guys spot start Andy Dalton in their championship game? That's a risk, man. I mean, you know, eh, I'll tell you his numbers just to satisfy uh, some, some with twisted minds. <laughs> 48 pass attempts, 33 completions, 325 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. <laughs> he was sacked seven times, though. Goodness. Anyway, let's talk about the run game. Uh, David Montgomery, who's pretty much produced all year. 20 rushes for 72 yards, and then he had two catches for seven yards on three targets. So, it's okay. It's fine. David Montgomery, he, you know, when he's been in there, he's done well. So, you know, yeah, you, you kind of want it more, but it is what it is, guys. In terms of the passing game, Darnell Moody, uh, he has come through in this. If you had to start him late, uh, here's what he did. 12 catches, 
126 yards. He was targeted 16 times. Man, goodness. Darnell Moody is a guy you really need to start thinking of next year um, in terms of those uh, receivers. Uh, he, I think, he may be a tier of possibly, definitely wide receiver two. He, I think at this point right now, he's a wide receiver two right now. Um, but he's a guy you definitely need to have on your radar for next season. I think him and Justin Fields are going to be a good combination there. Um, Cole Komet, four catches for 48 yards on five targets. Cole Komet is a guy I think you need to think about next year as well. Uh, Damier uh, Bird, five catches, 47 yards on six targets. Allen Robinson, the second, two catches, 22 yards on four targets. I think this is the last we've seen of him in a Bears uniform. I think he'll move on. Where he goes, I'm not sure, but I think he still has some game left in him. Uh, I just think a, a change of scenery is what he needs right now. So, so for the Minnesota and for Chicago, both teams fired their coaches and GMs. So, uh, for the Vikings, uh, Mike Zimmer, he's out as long as as well as the GM Rick Spielman. And then for Chicago, Matt Nagy, to no one's surprise, he's out. And then uh, the GM, Ryan Pace, is out along with him. So uh, definitely going to need – there will be new regimes over there with Chicago and Minnesota. So let's move on to the Washington, Washington football team going to MetLife to play the Giants. And, of course, beating them. 22 to 7. A good buddy of mine, he went out to the game at MetLife. He's a Washington fan. He loves them since as long as we've been running uh, around together. So he got him a nice win. I told him, I said, uh, enjoy uh, beating up on the Giants this Sunday. And that's what they did 22 to 7. So let's talk about it. Uh, it's not too much to talk about. Tyler Haneke, I'm not going to talk about him. It's not even worth the time of day to talk about that. I will talk about Antonio Gibson, who's pretty much the reason why they end up with this win. 21 rushes, 146 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he had one catch for five yards on three targets. So Antonio Gibson giving you the full work. Um, this is what he can do. This is kind of what they alluded to in preseason. They wanted to see from him and he delivered in this. If you're was still playing championships this week and you had him, you are a happy camper right now. So in terms of the past game, Terry McLaurin, he had a pretty good game. All things considered four catches for 93 yards on six targets. So, um, I think next year, Washington needs to think about the quarterback position. I don't think Tyler Henneke is it. Um, he gave you flashes, but I don't think he's that guy. So, um, Ron Rivera is going to have to think long and hard here. Uh, I understand. I get it. You had uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick 
but he got hurt early. Um, do you bring him back? He's not exactly a spring chicken here, so um, they're another team that's going to have to think about the quarterback situation. Speaking of that, let's talk about the Giants. Um, I'm not going to talk about what happened with the quarterback, Jake Fromm. I'm not going to bore you with those details. He did throw a touchdown pass. I'll tell you significant of that in a minute. He lost a fumble. He threw a pick six in this game to uh, Bobby McCain, who returned it for 30 yards for a touchdown. So I will talk about Saquon Barkley. 11 rushes for 30 yards, three catches for 19 yards on four targets. Saquon Barkley, I I give him a, a medal for playing this season around this offense. Um, he just couldn't. He showed you flashes of his old self. I think if you improve this offense that's around him, um, I think he can he can produce like he did his first a uh, couple of seasons in the league. I mean, couple of seasons in the league. So, um, yeah, but he's he did yeoman's work this year, working with this crap of an offense. Anyhow, let's talk about the passing game. How horrible it was. Um, remember, Killian Galladay got that big contract. Do you know this guy? He finished the game with three catches, twenty-two yards on five targets you know he ended up with the year with no touchdown passes caught not one not one o offensive lineman caught a touchdown pass and he didn't this year to tell you how bad this wide receivers how badly they were this year Darius Slayton two catches for 29 yards in the touchdown do you know his touchdown was only the fifth touchdown catch for a, wide a Giants wide receiver this whole year. Five catches amongst their wide receiver core. Oh, by the way, that touchdown catch on Sunday, that was the first by a wide receiver since October. So you're talking about you gone... At least about 10 weeks without a wide receiver catching the touchdown pass. That is horrible. That is horrible. I'm not going to talk about Evan Ingram. I'm not going to talk about uh, uh, Kyle Rudolph. It's just not worth talking about. So, um, so for both teams are done. They're done. They're in the offseason. Dave Gettleman, uh, thankfully, he stepped down um, as the GM. But I tell you what, Joe, Joe, Joe Judge should follow him right out the door. He needs to follow him right out the door. And this is the thing with Giants management. I, I ain't afraid to say this. You fight, you, the GM walks. You're going to keep the coach around for the next GM? What are you doing? You need to clean house from top to bottom. Did y'all see this team play? Did y'all see this team play? They were horrible. Clean the house. 
that's the that's the only thing that makes sense. So that's my rant on that. So I'll I'll leave it there. Now to the interesting games. Well, some of these were interesting, but I mean, this one game that I'm about to talk about changed the landscape of the whole AFC conference. Jacksonville hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts who had everything to play for. Win and you're in. That's simple. Win and you're in. They go to Jacksonville. They take a loss. Jacksonville wins 26 to 11. 26 to 11. Let's talk about Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence looked like a NFL quarterback this this Sunday. 32 pass attempts, 23 completions, 223 yards, and two touchdowns. Ran it 10 times for 17 yards, was sacked once. He played a clean game. Clean game, no turnovers whatsoever. He looked like an NFL quarterback, uh, finally. Um, which, you know, begs the question, whoever comes in here now, you got a young quarterback, that you have to tend to. But he has promise. He has promise. So, um, yeah. Because remember, this team had nothing to play for. So, mind you, they won this game, and they still get the number one pick in the draft. So, you, you talk about winning two ways. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so... Um, because Detroit ended up beating the Packers, so that improved Jacksonville's situation. So, anyhow, so let's move on to the running backs. Raquel Armstrong, who nobody was starting, had a good game. Uh, Dare Agun Bawale had 11 rushes for 30 yards, and then he had... Three catches for 25 yards on eight targets. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you, you can't go crazy. You can't go nuts. Uh, it is what it is there. So, um, it was no James Robinson. So, this is what you get. In terms of the receivers, this, this was so annoying. Marvin Jones Jr., who did pretty much nothing all year. Seven catches for 88 yards. And a touchdown. And that was on seven targets. Marvin Jones, who sat on my bench for my fantasy team all season long. Because I couldn't play him. He because he was he didn't play well. Then again, the quarterback didn't play all that great either. Week 18, he goes nuts. Again, the story of my life, guys. But <laughs> so Marvin Jones with a Fantastic game. I don't know how many people started him, but uh, do with it what you will. Levitska Chenault Jr. Five catches for him, 62 yards on seven targets. So he has a decent game. LaCron Treadwell, three catches for 24 yards and a touchdown. He was targeted five times. So, guys, the receiving core isn't that horrible here. You just need... Trevor Lawrence to mature, to, you know, get a, he's got a year under his belt now. 
Um, let's see what he could do in uh, season two. I think he has promise. And then remember, he's going to get Travis Etienne. He'll get him back. Hopefully, you'll have a, a James Robinson. If not, you can you know get your running back somewhere. Uh, <coughs> maybe Dare could be that guy as well. So this offense isn't that bad off. I think they do need a a big time uh, tight end or a you know pass catching tight end. I think that can do wonders for them, but. Um, Jacksonville's situation isn't horrible on its face, so take it for what it is. So, Anyhow, let's talk about the Colts and what they did not do. Carson Wentz, I'm not even going to talk about his numbers other than that. He threw a touchdown. He threw an interception. He lost a fumble. You know, all this season I was calling him game manager, game manager. And that was that was for a reason I, I talked about him in that way. He's not a guy that's going to carry the team on his back. He's not that guy. I don't know what Frank Reich was thinking when he brought him in. He is just not that guy. He's not. So, um, you know, he has a couple of hot stretches like midseason or so, but he is not that guy to do it for a season long. He's not. Let's talk about um, the other players of worthy of note. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 15 rushes, 77 yards. He caught three passes for 18 yards on four targets. So, Jonathan Taylor, who's been the top wide, not top running back all season long. Um, not the greatest of games here, but you know, I, I, I got, I gotta say, it's a byproduct of the inability of this quarterback. So, um. I mean, he's been able to overcome that all season long. I don't know what happened this Sunday, but anyhow, um, I guess you'll take that. It's not what you were eyeballing when you got, you know, when you uh, saw this this uh, <laughs> matchup on the calendar, but it is what it is, guys. So uh, in terms of the receivers, only two I'm talking about, Michael Pittman Jr., who had pretty much a solid year. Uh, six catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. And then T.Y. Hilton, only two catches, 39 yards on five targets. So Indianapolis is going to have to do some soul searching because this was supposed to, they were supposed to win this and, and be playing next week. They are not playing next week. So um, somebody's going to have to pay for this loss. Um, I don't know who's going to be, whether it be Frank Wright I'm not sure, but somebody's going to pay. Anyhow, um, and then, you know, Jacksonville, like I said, they're in offseason as well. And then the last game I'll talk about that had a direct effect on this game, Pittsburgh going to Baltimore. And the winner of this game would likely go to the playoffs. And um, it ended up being Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got the win in overtime. 16 to 13. Let's talk about it. Big Ben, not the greatest game. I'm not going to bore you with his numbers, although, you know, it's his last regular season game, so I guess I will bore you with it. 44 pass attempts, 30 completions, 244 yards, a touchdown, an interception, and sacked once. So, 
Big Ben's pretty much in his regular season the way he started his regular season. Very mundane, not too much craziness there. Just enough to get you to win, and that's what he did here. And he was sacked once. So, uh, in terms of the run game, Najee Harris, who had the monster week last week, he hurts his elbow in this game, so that kind of slows him a bit. He did manage to make it through the game, but uh, he definitely, you, you can see he, he was definitely bothered by that elbow. 11 rushes for 28 yards, not what you want to see in the championship week. But, again, after what he gave you last week, I hope you were one of those uh, owners that uh, your playoffs ended last week and not this week. So, you're, you're, in, you're in the clear. Anyway, so that's the way that went. And this forced Benny, <clears throat> Benny Snell Jr. to play 12 rushes for 22 yards. So is what it is in terms of the passing game pat fryer move um i tell you what um whoever the quarterback is next season they got themselves a tight end here six catches uh 53 yards on nine targets deontay johnson seven catches 51 yards that was on 10 targets for him chase claypool five catches 37 yards he had to a lone touchdown on seven targets. And then Ray Ray McLeod, four catches, 37 yards. On That was on nine targets. So, um, not sure where Pittsburgh goes in terms of receiver goal. I don't think it will be Mason Rudolph. I don't see that. Um, I initially proposed bringing in a guy like Cam Newton, but that would have been during the season, not now, I think bringing in Cam Newton now. I don't know if I do that. <clears throat> if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm keeping an eye on what happens over there in San Francisco. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy who could be on the outs. They want, they want to get Trey Lance in there, but Jimmy G man, he, 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 Ain't too many guys as tough as him, man. Um, I would keep my eye on um, what's going on in San Francisco. And I'd be prepared to leap and jump at a chance to get him. Because he would fit this Pittsburgh, uh, this Pittsburgh offense, I think. So that's just me talking out loud. And in terms of Baltimore, uh no Lamar Jackson, um, kind of sad, you know, he wasn't able to finish out the season. Tyler Huntley, I'm not going to give you his numbers. He threw two interceptions. That's all you need to know. Um, in terms of the run game, pure frustration, guys. If, you, if you're playing in this championship week and you, you probably started Devonta, Devonta Freeman, um, knowing that this was a matchup prime for him to go off because um, Pitts were, were vulnerable against the run. <sighs> Freeman only got five rushes for 21 yards. He caught two passes for six yards. And then um, he had a rib injury, so he had to leave the game. Enter Latavius Murray. 
16 rushes, 150 yards, and a touchdown. I laugh because these are numbers that would have went to uh, Freeman easily. But, of course, the other guy gets it and, you know, you're left holding the bag because you have Freeman. So, anyhow, that's just the way things are. Unbelievable. <laughs> In terms of the passing game, Mark Andrews going out pretty much strong, all things considered. Eight catches for 85 yards. He was talking it 16 times. <sighs> that just tells you just how things were. Um, Marquise Brown, who started the season off hot, kind of cooled off towards the end. Three catches for 27 yards on seven targets. Rashad Bateman, two catches for 22 yards on three targets. So hopefully um, John Harbaugh, he'll get uh, his guy back, Lamar Jackson. Um, they're not that far off. They need, do need to tighten up that defense because it was like a sieve all season long, except for in this game, of course, it's a tough one, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, Pittsburgh goes to Kansas City, so Big Ben has one more game to play, at least. Uh, it'll be a tough one, though, going up against Kansas City, so um, I leave no hope in that regard, so. And then Baltimore, they have the offseason, so. Guys, I'm going to cut it off there. We still have some more games left. A couple of overtime games we have. We also have other games affected by the Colts letdown. So we'll have that. We'll have a team that fought its way into the playoffs. And um, I think is a dangerous team. <clears throat> um. Two teams I think is dangerous going into this playoffs. And it's not the teams you expect. So, anyhow, we will talk about those later. Until then, guys, uh, we will talk soon. Take care. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can like and subscribe to me on all the major podcast platforms. You can also follow me on my Facebook group, GD that sports dude. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD that sports dude. And on Twitter, I'm there under GD that sport dude. You can also write to me at that sports dude GD at gmail.com. You can also hit my Zelle at that same email address to support this podcast. And again, I value and appreciate you listening to the podcast.